my only advice, which is what I have at this moment, is don't go into it with a fight mentality. Go into it with um, an expressive, willing to educate, and also um, being willing to learn to be educated mindset. Like, say something, know better, do better, say something, and be okay with different opinions that come in without having to turn into a brawl and to anybody who disagrees with this just unfriend me you know why when that's an opportunity to come together so just don't be ready to brawl say your piece and lead with love lead with love you're listening to the energy is love podcast energy is love the energy is the love podcast the energy is love podcast energy is love the energy is love podcast the podcast for the universe the energy is love podcast (laughs) right before we started recording stephanie said you've been kind of an asshole to me all day it's very true babe i I have been an asshole not just to you either i didn't say you've been an asshole i said you've been an asshole to me Yes, but I've been an asshole equally to everybody. It just so happens that you're the only person that I've seen today (laughs) or spent time with. All my personalities are offended. All your personalities. Took you a minute. It did take me a minute. (laughs) And I I am moving past that topic. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's been a really shitty day. I noticed. I talked to you all about it, too. Yes. And I usually don't do that. I'm very proud of you. I usually just ignore it and not discuss it. And think I don't notice. Well. I do. I hope you don't notice. I do, though. But no, it's been a shitty day. Been very stressed. Full of anxiety and frustration. And you know why. (laughs) Not you, but you. I do. You know why. I do. Should we tell them why? No. We're going to do. Happy fun? I thought this was our karaoke episode. What is the karaoke episode? The one where we karaoke. Oh. Did you not bring it out? Are we karaoke eating? I was looking for the disco ball. I can only do it with a disco ball. Did you set up the disco ball? I just had a fucking swarm of something attack me. Yeah? That's... Those are ants. Those are ants? There's ants in my pants. (laughs) Don't blow it at me. Sorry. No. Oh my goodness. Ah, Don't, Seriously. They're just ants. I don't like dear. that. Why did where did the swarm They're come from? They're not biting ants. Did they fall from the trees cuz shit's about to you know go what? down. Tables going to flip. Everybody, uh I don't like surprise on me. It's not murder hornets we have to be aware of. It's swarms I don't of like ants surp- falling from the sky. No, that's that's not going that's not going to go well. It's like uh the watchman. It's not going to go well. It's not like the watchman. Where they had the squid? Yeah, the squid, the squid? that came. Jesus. And the squids what what did, what fell from the sky though? Was it squids? I thought it was, but I don't know. You don't remember? Well, I think I'm okay now. You're going to be all right? I don't know. Go watch The Watchmen. It's very apropos Maybe in I'll... some way, shape, or form to uh, the current kind state of, of the world. Yeah. yeah. Like it would make sense if shit started falling from the sky, honestly. It would. Um, yeah. I'll be composed by then. Here we are <clears throat> in the backyard once again. Yes. We had to prolong recording this evening because our neighbor was mowing the lawn. Mm-hmm. And it sounds terrible when he mows the lawn. So here we are. What do you want to talk about? Oh, well, I I felt like I was on a good flow until the ant thing. And the ant thing, and then also me your up. husband pissing you off. Well, no, I've been okay with that. I just like 
Friday, I shaved my legs and I did my makeup and I just kind of did that while you were upset all day. Yeah. I've been upset. I know. You've been very snappy at me. Well, you know what? I have been holding in a bunch of stuff and not expressing it and not allowing it to flow through my body. Yeah. And so today was just too much. You've been holding in aggression against me? Are you pissed off at me? Yeah. Dumbass. No. Not holding in aggression against you. What are you talking about? Well, I, I don't. You, you've been taking it out on me, and you're like, "Yeah, well, it's because I've been holding it in." So I was just. I clarifying. told you. I told you this morning when I talked about it that it had nothing to do with you. That I wasn't upset with you, and I apologized for being snappy with you. You're right. I don't. I'm clearly have no reason to draw conclusions. We're not fighting on this episode. I'm not. <laughs> I'm having fun. I'm sending like eye signals. To people? Like, yeah. What is that? If you blink three times if you need help. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Just, kidding. Just kidding. Blink four times if you don't need help. You're fine. She doesn't need help. We got some really great <laughs> feedback recently. Um, we did. I think I just, I think it was that? the chair. I might go down this episode. You'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually <laughs> thinking when I was setting everything up. It, it, it could gonna... happen. I might fall. You're going to have to leave it in. You that gotta, would be so good. You got to leave it. I Unless think we I... need... Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm in way too good of a mood. I'm so glad you're in a good mood. I feel like I'm all by myself over here. Like, I'll get in a good mood. You will. I will. Especially if the chair breaks. Yes, that will be funny. Um... <laughs> Somebody recently gave us some good advice in regards to the podcast. Yes. They said that we're a little too serious all the time Mm -hmm. and we don't need to be, which I agree. Mm -hmm. We don't need to be, right? I agree. We fucking relax a little bit and not be so serious. Um, And then also some episodes of the podcast, we take a while to get to it. That we take oh, a while to get into. I forgot about that tidbit of advice. Yeah, that we take just a little smidget <laughs> of time, sometimes 45 minutes, to actually get into what the hell we're going to be talking because about. Because it's really hard for me to get to the point. Yes. I'm, it's not because of anything other than nerves. <laughs> it's hard. I have to, like, make sure. <laughs> so I'm going to get right to the okay, point. Okay, do it. Um, last week's episode, we talked about... Um, the protests, we talked about the murder of George Floyd, we talked about all of those different things, and we do have some actual hmm. interviews scheduled next week yeah. um, with some guests that are going to come on, and they're people of color, we want to hear from them, we want to talk to them, all that kind of different stuff. And that's not changing, like we're going to be doing that moving forward with the podcast in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. and I'm excited for that. Uh, in the meantime, I have been struggling over the last few days with... This like internal turmoil, I guess internal turmoil isn't, uh, inner turmoil Mm -hmm. is more accurate, right? This inner turmoil with what I can do, right? Mm -hmm. And what I should do and what I can help with and all the things that people recommend as far as like voting and, um, (laughs) I know there's more, I sound like a fool. But all that kind of stuff that is being shared around social media in regards to how you can become active and how you can help and all these kind of different things. Yes, we can do that. But I sit, and part of the big problem for me personally, Steph, and you know this because we talk about it, and you, I'm sure, have some similar experience, but it's like the realization of the fact that I haven't been doing anything other than avoiding conflict 
in regards to certain things. And it's starting to dawn on me that this is, in similar ways, it's the same dynamic that I've struggled with in regards to, like, um, predatory male behavior and or uh, masculine comments made by men that are derogatory towards women and quote-unquote locker room talk, all those kind of different things. Even though this is vastly Mm. different in scope, it's similar in some way, shape, or form that, you know, up until... Recently, I have sat back and did nothing about that problem, meaning toxic masculinity and uh, all the different issues that women face and how men perpetuate it and all those kind of different things. I wasn't really doing anything about that. So I've shifted that and I've been trying to do more there. And this is the same thing where I'm not really doing anything in regards to racism or trying to change the world and the view of this country in regards to race. I'm not doing anything other than sitting back and letting things slide. And so this week, I've been sitting back and watching all the things that come up on social media. And it has been very frustrating and hard and difficult. And at the same time, I feel like a, um, I feel like, I feel silly to say that this is hard for me to sit in my fucking house and look at fucking Facebook, right? So that, beside the point, right? It's not hard. It's a luxury. It's nice. It's easy, whatever. I get it. But I think about what I can do. So see, I'm just getting right to it because I'm already on my tangent. Can't do I'm it, up man. on my I'm soapbox. Here. You gonna take a nap? Um, no. I'm just going to talk straight to the people. That works. <laughs> um, it's stuff that you and I've talked about, right? Mm-hmm. For those of you that are brand new to the podcast, even though I don't know if there is anybody still brand new because we have a lot of amazing listeners, shout out to Oh, shit. (laughs) It's in the south part of Africa. Let's just say South Africa. Shout out to South Africa and the people listening down there. There's somebody in Jordan listening to. Or the United Arab Emirates. Anyways. Maybe that's my friend. Could be. If Um, it is. Hi, Emma. (laughs) I miss you. Okay. Where was I? Oh, I used to be a police officer. And, um... So I had like an eight-year career in law enforcement. And so that kind of gives me an insight into what it's like for police officers. Yes. And by that, I mean I know exactly what it's like (laughs) for police officers because I was one. Yeah. And I'm still friends with a lot of police officers, and I'm still friends with a lot of people in the law enforcement community. And I've been watching all week as they have started to ramp up their support for police officers in the current state of the country mm-hmm. and what police officers are experiencing and how they are being treated right now. And I'm going to bump the mic stand a couple of times. Um, so it's been very interesting because I think I think last week we talked about how things were changing inside of us, like inside of our heads and inside of our thought process, right? And um, I remember the mentality and the thought process that I had as a police officer. And I would have been thinking and saying some of the same things that I hear people say about police officers today. Yeah. And I would be talking about how important they are and how good police officers are because the vast majority of them are good people 
I would be talking about how hard it is and how right now they're being, you know, attacked and persecuted and, you know, people hate them and they're being seeked out and uh, killed. There's been a handful of police officers that have been murdered over the last few weeks. And um, I would be saying all of these same things from the perspective of police officers matter and their lives matter. And as I was watching and seeing everybody's shit come flowing through Facebook, I realized suddenly, and it's not some fucking amazing epiphany, I'm sure, right? But their arguments are literally the same arguments that black people are having and trying to simply express to the rest of the world. They're trying to say, hey, we matter. We're being singled out. We're being attacked. We're being murdered. We're being persecuted. People are specifically like hunting us down and killing us strictly because we are black people, right? And they're not just saying that because of the last week or two or the last month or the last year. It's because of like the last 400 years. And so I'm really struggling, Steph, with what the fuck I'm supposed to do because now I feel like if I sit back and do nothing in regards to social media, it'll just be like the simplest thing to describe it this way, even though I know that that's not the fix-all. I can't just sit and assume that what I do on social media is going to solve this problem. That's not the case. There are those other things that need to be done as well as a lot of other stuff that needs to happen as well. Um, But the inner, inner, inner turmoil I'm having, babe, is how can I sit back quietly and not say anything now at these things that are being shared and expressed and believed and touted and kind of, do you know what I mean? How, how can I now sit back and not say anything about those things? Because I feel like that's what I was doing before and it wasn't benefiting this current situation in regards to race in this country at all. It was hurting that because I wasn't saying anything against it, right? It's like if I see shitty, douchey guys that are treating other people or women or whatever in a terrible way. I mean, what it feels like is if I sit back and I have to stop rambling, I'm getting very scared and nervous. So that's the thing that I'm struggling with is how do I speak out against that stuff without just dissolving into an argument on Facebook, which I feel like solves nothing, right? How do I do that? Miss Stephanie, my friend, lover, best friend, girl, sweetheart, talk now. We got straight to the fucking point. Makes me super happy. (laughs) Um... I guess don't go into like my only advice just what I have at this moment is don't go into it with a fight mentality. Go into it with um, an expressive willing to educate and also um, being willing to learn to be educated mindset. Like say something, know better, do better, say something and be okay with different opinions that come in without having to turn into a brawl and to anybody who disagrees with this just unfriend me you know why when that's an opportunity to 
come together. So just don't be ready to brawl. Say your piece and just lead with love. Lead with love. <sighs> yeah. I do, right now I'm not doing much of anything other than having inner turmoil and struggle with what the fuck I'm supposed to do, right? Or how to do it. And when I think about that, like, yeah, I, I'm not going to lead with some sort of, like, argumentative fight or trying to battle somebody who's got us another viewpoint. But I also feel like I'm not going to change their viewpoint. Maybe. Right? That's the thing that it feels like. You're not trying to change it. You're trying to give them another viewpoint, right? Yeah, but I think about the viewpoint that I had when I was a police officer. Yeah. And I cannot imagine somebody changing my mind during that time period because you see things so clearly as a police officer. Okay. So it's like you see things. This sounds terrible. Well, I was going to say you see things as black and white, and that sounds terrible. A little bit? Yeah. And I'm sure there are some officers, but you see things as, you just see things so clearly in your mind, even though you're not seeing things clearly, right? You're very narrow-minded in the scope of what you can see and what you can accept and what you're willing to see as a police officer. And, like, if there's, I'm sure, well, not only if, because I know that we have some cop friends that listen to this podcast I'm not saying we're narrow-minded. I'm not saying police officers are narrow-minded because they're not. But they tend to have a very skewed perspective on the world around them. What are you looking at? What's going on? What are you saying to me with your eyes, beautiful woman? Okay. Do you... Go ahead. Do you think that you are any less stubborn... Or set in your mind whatever and how much it changes now than you were when you were a police officer? I'm just curious. I mean, like, you're you're, you're constantly evolving and growing and new mindsets are coming in. But do you suddenly think that you're, you're less stubborn now? <laughs> yeah, I do. You, you're not. You're super stubborn. You're still very stubborn. Look at you right now. I'm like, what? What are you seeing with your eyes? Stubborn. But yet. You're very convicted in your thoughts. And you are still, as you were then and as you are now, willing to take in more information and let your, let your, let your mind grow. Let your heart grow. That hasn't changed. That's the same thing. So to say they're, they're in their mindset, you can't get through to them. I think that's bullshit because... That's always changing. People are always changing. So you think I just need to keep trying or putting forth my little effort? I think. What do you think? I think. Do you think it's beneficial? I do. I think the mindset, well, nobody's going to change their mind, so I'm not going to do anything is. Um, Part of the problem. I, that's not the verbiage I was going to use, but yes. It sounds like it, as you say it like that. Oh, I was going to use verbiage. I was just not, maybe not going to use as nice verbiage as that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I thought that was actually kind of hard. Oh, no. Yes. Don't. Um, I think there's a you difference. You who's stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a difference between being like, I don't know what I can do. 
help me understand what I can do. I'm ready to learn more and I'm ready to do no more. What can I to do more? What can I do as opposed to, well, I know what I can do, but nobody's going to listen. So I'm just not going to do it. Okay. I see that point see of view. That? Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's the frame of mind that I'm in where, okay, I'm ready to do more. I'm mm-hmm. ready to listen. I'm ready to look at things differently, completely differently, right? Yeah. Totally different than I ever have before. And that's kind of frustrating on one hand. Yeah. I feel really guilty and shitty that something like this had to take place mm-hmm. and reach to the level that it was or has or is for me to suddenly be like, okay, I guess enough shit's happened. Now I will fucking listen to you. Right. That's not the way I think of it and the way that I feel, but that's kind of like the way that it is, right? It took a tragedy after tragedy. This is just happens to be the tragedy that expanded your mind to where yeah. you learn more and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. How did I not see that? Yeah. How did I not see these things? And it's, I think it's because I was choosing to not look. I hate that. You know, I was choosing I to not um, see it because it wasn't in my, it wasn't in front of me. It wasn't in my view. We don't live in a community and we don't live in a, in a state. We don't learn, live in a place where it's uh, on every street corner and in every, you know, interaction. It's just not there. I think it's more than that, too. What is it? I think, well, not just that. I think it's that, um, speaking, because I relate with that. Like, I'm ashamed that it's taken, why am I now learning this information? There's part of me that starts getting angry and judgmental of, like, why was this not taught better? How is this, you know? Yeah. How is this something that I have to search out information for? And, like, maybe it wasn't right. So I understand it. So I feel that. Like, I'm ashamed that this is now where we're at and that it wasn't there before and yeah it's it's not thrown in our faces where we are but i think another aspect of it is when you hear these horrific things you do not want to believe they're true so you don't want to go like you don't want to go searching for evil you just hope it's not there so i think it's you don't see it and you really 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 don't want it to be true yeah but it is yeah, it's much easier to, of course it's easier, right? Of course it's easier to look at it and think that it's not real or that it's not true or that it's just in a small portion of the country or it's in the South or it's in Alabama. Because of our lives or South Africa, as you mentioned earlier, that's yeah. a very difficult place. So it's just all over. Um, come here, you've got a, Ooh, God, it's not an ant. Relax. It's just a little thingy. <laughs> Sorry, I totally okay. pinched your eye. You're good. You're good. Is it gone? It, was clear. it a spider? Yeah, no. Yeah? No, it wasn't a spider. <gasps> okay, I like sitting under the tree, but you know what? I'm just not sure if I can handle it today. <laughs> well. <laughs> if it's going to be like every time I felt the, the branch on me, I'm like, oh, it, the tree's loving me. Now I'm going to be like. <gasps> I told you I'd cut the branch off. Well, I didn't want to, but now I'm like. So I ran into the I ran into an officer that works here in our town. In our town. Yeah, our small little town here yeah? in Utah. I didn't know that. I ran into an officer at the grocery store. Yeah. Who. I know, and I knew, and I continue mm-hmm. to know, right, from mm-hmm. back when I was a police officer, and we were talking about it. And this officer happens to be Hispanic. Um, he grew up in L.A., and so he has that background, right, mm-hmm. of growing up in California as a Mexican. And he was having a hard time seeing, like, he's when he started talking to me, 
because basically I, I started talking to him just like, it's crazy. I can't imagine what it's like now. I hope you're being safe. All the generic stuff that I say, but not from this place of like not caring. Obviously, I care, right? He's a good guy. Um, but that was kind of the initial conversation. And then he talked about how um, the same rhetoric almost of like, you know, I, it's that's not the way things really are, especially out here meaning he talked about like the west side of the country, the west coast, the western part of the United States, where it's, you know, granted it might be a little crazy back east right now and things might be, but that stuff doesn't really take place here in the western part of the country. He just had all these different things of like, and he was saying, and I was having these same thoughts run through my mind of like, is this my opportunity to try to plant some information or some seed or some knowledge in his head of like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Maybe that's what I need to do is I need to come up with like counter arguments and arguments are a bad way to put it because I don't want to argue with anybody, but maybe like counterpoints, right? To some of these stereotypical arguments. So like the one that the meme that went around and I've seen it again since then, but it was like, did anybody bother to explain that if you don't break the law, then, you know, you don't have to deal with police, basically was the meme. And that's not word for word. But essentially it was, you know, if you just don't break the law, then you don't have to deal with the police. Yeah. Then it's not an issue. If, you, if you're not a criminal, then it's not an issue, which is a mindset that I had. That's a mindset that I had. As a police officer, right? Very much. Oh, I thought, oh, you hate the cops. It's, well, yeah. quit breaking the law. Quit breaking the law. Quit being a criminal. I did not. Then you'll have to deal with police officers. That and was very much a mindset. There was a part of me that knew, but didn't really know, right? And so then this week you and I watched Just Mercy, mm -hmm. which is a oh. film that's out right now. Yeah. It was released on video back in December, but they've gone and made it free on a bunch of different streaming platforms. You can actually stream it on YouTube. Can you? Yeah, right now. So go watch it. It's Just Mercy. It's got Jamie Foxx and... Michael B. Oh, Michael Jordan. B. Michael Jordan. B. Jordan. Yeah, Michael um, Jordan. That was a hard name for me to come up. I was thinking Smith. I'm like, that's not Michael it. Michael J. Something. Fox. Uh, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Michael Jackson's in it. No, it's Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx, and it's a great film. It's a really, really good movie, and it's about the story of a man, a black man, and it's in Alabama, right? I believe so. In Alabama, back in the late '80s, who was literally arrested. And put on death row for a crime that he did not commit. And that's not, like that in and of itself isn't, I don't want to say that's not unusual, even though unfortunately that's probably not unusual. But that's not unheard of of people being charged and arrested and committed uh, of crimes that they did not commit, right? But this story specifically, you watch it and you realize he had absolutely nothing to do with the case or with the with the crime. A, a white girl was murdered. He had nothing to do with it. He wasn't anywhere close to it. He literally was minding his own business and doing nothing. And the police arrested him and put him in jail, right? Mm -hmm. On death row. He was death sentenced row. to death. So that argument no longer holds water, that you can just mind your own business and not have to deal with police. Yeah. But... What I'm saying is I think if I came up with some good counterpoints for when they start referencing some of these things, right? I just watched another video that another officer friend of mine posted that was some uh, bigwig cop back east 
standing there at some press conference, surrounded by police officers behind him, basically just going off on how uh, police officers are good people. We have, not we, because I'm no longer a police officer, but police officers have, you know, millions of interactions every year with people. And the vast majority of those interactions are always peaceful and there's no issues and nothing happens and all these kind of different things. And um, same thing, he started to pull out some of the stuff of like, we're being attacked, you know, we're being killed, you know, 15 officers or whatever the numbers are have been murdered in the last few days and all these kind of different things. And once again, it's just like, how can you not see at this point that that is the exact same argument that they are making, that black people are making? That is the exact same argument that they have been making for hundreds of years, right? And I guess they can't see it or they choose not to see it for the same reasons that I did is because they're not looking. Yeah. So then what would be the counter argument to get them to look? I'm very curious, babe. I don't think you and I are going to figure this out right now, but I like the idea that I'm going to come up with some counter arguments to uh, have with people. And officers. I need to find an officer. I actually have one in mind. I feel like there's a few we know. <laughs> if only I knew a police officer that I could talk to. Um, no, but I need to sit down with uh, my good friend. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know who I'm talking about. I don't know. <laughs> you know that one guy. I don't know. Yeah. The one you have that. A few. Yeah, I do have a few. But he'd be willing to have some really open, honest yeah. conversations. Okay, with then me. now open, honest conversations. Yeah. Okay, now that narrows it down. Um, I don't think it's the same. Like. I don't think it's the same argument. What do you mean? Like, I... I guess it's all... It's perspective, right? Um, like, I don't know. I'm willing to be wrong. When you say it's not the same argument. I don't think that... Um, like I said, you know, we have family. We come from those backgrounds. I want every single officer we know to be safe. I I don't just, like, want it. I, don't, I say that like it's a passing thought, like... Oh, here's what I have to say. I want the officers to be safe. No. In my bones, I want them to be safe. It's terrifying. I don't want people that we love to be killed. However, it's not the same argument. I know. You're what do you mean like it's this. not the same argument? Well, you're talking about... Um, oh, I get what you're saying. How I'm comparing the argument that black people have to the argument that police officers are making right now. You're saying it's literally the exact same argument, oppression, lumping us all into the same category, but it's not because... Go ahead. Please. I'm going to do my best to let you finish sentences this episode. Okay. I'm probably going to fail miserably. Well, you've been doing good so far, so... <laughs> but I'm going to do my best. Um... Police have been in a position of power, very much a position of power, and I'm not sure about all of it. This is um, an impression that I have, that it is a white-dominated profession. I don't know. That's it what I've seen, is. at least in my area. Is. So you've got whites, which is already in a position of power, you have a badge, which is a major position of power. And then we're talking about the black community that has, from the moment that they have been drugged 
and shipped and sold and from the get-go from the point of origin in this country to where we are now have never been in a position of power so i don't i don't see it as the same argument you're very right and i'm sorry that i um, uh i i'm glad you clarified that because i'm not saying they have some of the same talking points okay right some of the same things are being brought up in regards to both sides. And so what I, I'm just saying that the, the arguments that police officers and the people that are supporting police officers in this time period are making, they are similar talking points in some way, shape, or form that the Black Lives Matter movement is making, right? It's not the same. It's not the same topic. Mm -hmm. It's not the same level of situation. I'm not comparing them and saying that they're equal. I misunderstood. No, I think you I think you just did a great job of having me clarify it because I think it was probably confusing. I don't know how it could be confusing because I'm very straightforward and I don't ramble. Um but no, it's you're right. It's not the same. All I was trying to say was some of those things are mirroring each other. Okay. Some of the talking points, some of the complaints, some of the issues some of the stuff that people are throwing out there is saying, look at this. This matters too, right? Mm -hmm. Are the same arguments just from a different side. From okay. the, do you know what I mean? They're just mirroring each other. Now, the plight of a police officer is vastly different than that a, of a black person, right? And you described it personally. I mean, perfectly. They've always been in a position of power, right? White police officers, by nature, are in a position of power. They just are. Like you said, for all those reasons. So I think those are sirens in the background. Those are, but I believe it's a good thing or... A celebratory? I believe it's a celebratory. I believe they're bringing home um, bringing home a, a person in the military that has been overseas. Oh, okay. That has, it's a homecoming thing I, I for somebody so. that's uh, in the military. I believe okay. so. Or something tragic just happened and I'm like, oh, <sighs> not all sirens are bad. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah. So maybe that's, in my head, that feels like I have something that I can actually do, something that's tangible yeah. in this moment, is come up with some some good counterpoints so that I just have them at the ready. Because I'm so familiar with the stance and the side of a police officer, right? Yeah. Because I had that stance. Mm -hmm. I had, we talked last week about how I didn't... I didn't watch all the footage in the beginning because I haven't watched all the, I don't watch that footage anymore. I don't watch that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah. Right. Um, but I'm very familiar with that stance and with that belief. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think I just need to come up with some talking points so that when I do have the opportunity to uh, say something, right. I will. Yeah. Like when you see something, say something. Yeah. Right. I think that's one little tiny, like the most minuscule fucking thing with the exception of like texting some number so that my vote is counted. Uh, at least that I'm engaging in some way, shape or form, right? And I'm trying to talk with people and I'm trying to do it in such a way that, like you said, I'm not trying to fight. I'm not trying to argue. I'm definitely not trying to change anybody's minds, even though yeah. I am. That's wrong. Um, I, I don't want to. You're hoping to expand. Yeah. Hoping to expand their vision. Yeah. And that's so hard because like I can literally remember the feeling that I had as a police officer, even though you don't feel it like this, but like 
looking back, I realized that my scope, my field of vision was this, right? And things might have taken place on the outside of that in the world and in the country and in society, but I didn't look at those things. I only looked at the scope of what I wanted to look at and what I wanted to see. And people, I think, in general are probably a lot like that. Yeah. Right? And so all I'm hoping to do is be able to, like, shine a light over here outside of their peripheral so that maybe they just turn and look or they take down that side and look over there for a minute and realize that it's not as clear cut. You know, it's not just it's not easy enough to say oh, just don't break the law, and then these this won't be an issue. Yeah. Right? Do you know the whole story? And I apologize to the people that are listening and the people that are watching. I don't know the name of the man, but it was recently this year in the South somewhere, and I don't know all the ins and outs, and I should. Um, but it was a black man that was killed, and he all he was doing was out running, and it was like these guys weren't police officers. They were just two white guys, or three white guys, I don't remember which. They basically just followed him and shot him. Yeah. Right? That's fucked up. It's I've been looking through, um, just like really expanding my information on that. Mm-hmm. And there is so many, so many cases where that has happened. They were suspicious, and it's a lot of this has happened before the cops even got there. It's the neighborhood watch somebody suspicious they're walking through you've got dispatch that has been telling them don't follow them don't pursue them. being black isn't suspicious but they are sure it is and then they turn it into a self-defense thing so they say that he attacked them which i don't know maybe is the case but play this out you're alone you're 15 you're 17 you're in a park you're going and you got two adults or two that start to like close in on you or coming after you what are you gonna do yeah he was protecting himself. So there's so much of that that happens all over. There, There's lists. There's lists of pointless. And there's 8-year-olds and there's 17-year-olds and there's um, like 38. Like it just goes and it just keeps it, – it doesn't stop. There's a scroll. It just keeps going and it's a continuous thing. It's it's not just – it's not just police. Yeah, it's not just police. It's so many – and like all the arguments that police would have in regards to what you're talking about and what we're talking about right now is like um, they talk about, you know, you're always going to have those situations where people are in the wrong place at the wrong time. Accidents are going to happen. Things that are going to happen. That wasn't an accident. I know. That was an attack. Trust me. I'm not Sorry. justifying it. Sorry. Right. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it. I'm just talking about the arguments that police officers would have. They'd also argue that, um, you know. Criminals oftentimes behave criminally. Yeah. Even though they may not be necessarily in the act of committing a crime. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't want to get into trouble, then don't be a criminal. Right? There's just so many different asininely stupid arguments that I see now as that. Just small-minded, easy ways to keep things within your peripheral vision, like to keep things within your scope and field of vision, right? Yeah. When you're a police officer, and I told you this the other day too, like, you know, I think the uh, another big issue that police have is, yes, there's police officers that see black people and are racist and treat them 
terribly. And I mean, all of that stuff happens and there are racist police officers that are out there. But I think the vast majority of even good police officers, and we know this, yeah, not just from my personal experience, but also the p- people that we know now that are yeah. police officers, the people that are in our family that are police officers, mm-hmm. they tend to see police officers and then everybody else. Yes, that's very true. Right? They tend to see the men and women that I work with that are my friends, that are my police officers, that are my in my department, in my agency, the ones that I work day in and day out with, the ones that I rely upon, the ones that I put my life on the line for, the ones that are there to support me, the ones that are going to come back me up. Those are the people that I see. Mm -hmm. And then I see everybody else second. So right off the bat, they're already looking at the world from that lens of like, okay, you're not a police officer, so you're everybody else, right? And then it just goes down the line from there. So that's a problem. That's a problem that is in, like, institutionalized within the agency. Mm-hmm. And that is something that could massively help and change if police officers stopped viewing the world through those lens. Yeah. How does that happen? <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think that there's really big change that would have to happen in order for that to happen. How do you think the mindset would change um, in law enforcement if they weren't taught that everybody is out to get them, everybody's out to kill them, that they can be killed at any second, like anybody can be killed at any second. But if officers went into situations, and I know their lives are at risk and it's not okay, but if they went into every single situation thinking that I'm dealing with people here, not this person's going to kill me at any second, how would their demeanor change and in turn when their demeanor is not ready to kill because they're afraid of being killed how are the people that are dealing with officers going to change when they're not feeling because you can feel that oh yeah so how how would just that simple interaction change i think it would change massively right i think that would be a huge shift if you weren't taught to always be aware of your safety now, that sounds terrible, <laughs> right? Because you have to be aware of your safety. It's, it's not aware of your safety. It's that everybody is trying to kill you. Well, think of it this way. Like, imagine in this fictional world that hopefully becomes reality one day. Does my foot bother you there? No. Are you okay? Yeah. I feel, yeah. You feel what? I don't know. Go ahead. So, in the fictional world where we're training new officers, uh, like, the first, I don't even know how much, like, we'll say, Two months of fucking training is just like human behavior and interacting with people and communication skills and mental health skills and dealing with people on a one-on-one level directly from that perspective. You never talk about a gun. You never talk about arrest. You never talk about defensive tactics. You never talk about officer safety issues. You never talk about any of that stuff. You just spend two months dealing first and foremost with the dynamic of what the vast majority of an officer's job is, and it's interpersonal communication with people. It's conflict resolution. It's being able to talk to people and uh, get not down on their level. That sounds terrible, but just being able to relate to them in a human way and interact with them. That's what police officers do day in. That's what good police officers do day in and day out. So what what changes? What shifts? Um, That's not the way it's taught. That's what I thought you were saying. Is like for the first two months, that's how it was taught. No, that that. Oh, in, in the, the fictional, fictional world. world. Okay. Yeah, in the fictional okay. world, we go through two months okay. of that type of training, okay. 
and it's not taught every traffic stop could be that your last yeah. right every traffic stop could be the one that you get shot and killed on yeah right you want to go home each night to your family that you love you need to treat every situation like it could be a life or death situation yeah. instead of being trained and taught that from the very beginning Rather than that, have a huge portion of time, two or three months of their training, even though they, they need more training. There's lots of things that police officers and the the um, the culture of policing that needs to change. But, yeah, humanize people for the first two months of your career or for the first two months of your training, right? Yeah. This is what the job really is. It's talking to people and it's being able to communicate with people and it's being able to talk to people. The other stuff is such a few and far in between right yeah it just is you hardly ever have to deal with the other side of it it's there yeah and it's a part of the job mm -hmm. but i don't even think that has to be a part of the job i think there's probably a way for us to get rid of that as well do you yeah because like one of the things that i was thinking about the uh whole thing of like right now whether it'll be the same, it'll probably be different when this episode comes out because the world changes, right? Every single fucking day. But right now, everybody's talking about defunding the police. Yeah. And the pros and cons. And the argument is, oh, go ahead and defund the police, right? We'll see how much you like life then when all the murderists and the rapists and everybody's running wild and it's anarchy and things like that, yeah. right? Go ahead yeah. and defund the police. So there are some exceptions to what I'm going to say, but the majority of the time when a murder happens, or where a rape happens or an assault happens or something that is physical harm to somebody else that's going to take place. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Well, the police being there. Aren't going to change it? Well, no. The, no. the police aren't there. The police aren't there. Well, yeah. The police aren't there. Well, our recent, think about it. Well, I am. I can think about a lot of things. And then I can think about what about when they are called in the heat of things. Like we just lost an officer. During a domestic. He yeah. Here showed in up Utah. for a domestic. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like, I don't know. I don't know what this, I, I think we, we went off, we were talking about. Are we all over the place? Well, now we're very heavily focused in. Let me go back to my list. Police, which is, it's, it's just all, I don't know. I think the violence stops when it balances out, when everybody can stop fearing for their lives. Yeah. If you're constantly in a, they're teaching you in the police force, police, all of that, that somebody's trying to kill you constantly. And then you are raised believing that, not believing, but because that's what it's been, that people are, you know, the white people are going to come and kill you. They're never going to believe you. You're always going to, like, how are you going to behave? Somebody's out to, I know how just, if you just even like separate from this in an abusive relationship where somebody never believes you and they, it doesn't matter what you say, they always create their own story and you get beat just on their thing and your life is literally in their hands constantly like you're not you're not thinking rationally you're not thinking rationally your interactions you're scared constantly you look guilty when you're not you're maybe you might do some crazy shit who knows like oh gosh it just needs to stop it just needs to stop there's there's people out there that are passing down hate like there's ignorance and not seeing it and that is not okay and that needs to change. People need to open their eyes and I hate that this is happening in the world but the fact that the world is opening their eyes and that there is protests going on around the world right now, that's huge. 
I hate that it took this and I hate that it's been taking, it didn't just take this, you know, situation. They're like, here, this one incident and now it's changed. Like, no, this just is a moment where people were like, that is, that's enough. That's enough. That was a breaking point. Um, so people opening their eyes is huge. It's huge, but there needs to be that shift in people that are very much have their eyes open and very much are aware and focused in on their hate and are teaching that with their kids and are spreading that like how I know that those numbers are not as big. I know that it just is that big because of the people that aren't looking and the people that it can't see. And I feel like if more people can open their eyes and see, then it makes those people that are full of hate and that are spreading the hate that are teaching their children to be afraid of somebody because of the color of their skin. And I am very much using that in reference to white people that are teaching their children that if they are not white, they are out to get you, which is bullshit. like that. Their numbers are going to start to go down because they're not going to be safe to hate. And that can shift to where right now when you're safe to hate, you get that mob mentality, you're rallying in numbers. Let's make it so you're not safe to hate. Like more people can open their eyes and learn and step in and get in between that situation. I'm sorry I'm talking with my hands so much. Let's You're okay. I'm rambling now too. <sighs> well, <clears throat> I would love if anybody's listening, <laughs> if anybody's still listening to this episode <laughs> and you happen to be a police officer and you happen to know me and or us and you want to come on the podcast and have an open, honest discourse type conversation, great. Please reach out. We would love to have you come on the podcast. Also, if you're a person of color and want to come on the on the podcast and talk about this situation and your own personal experience, that is something that we are 100% open to and willing to have you come on the show. In the meantime, you get Steph and I's perspective, right? You yeah. get you and I talking about this and hashing this out, just like we always do with everything. And I don't know what the fuck else to do, Steph, other than continue to talk to you and talk on this podcast and you know, bug people on Facebook at this point, right? I'm sure if I keep my eyes open, some other opportunities and some other things are going to present themselves. Especially if you ask for it, most definitely. Yeah. You're willing to see it? Okay. I'm asking for it. <laughs> Universe, <laughs> wherever you are. <laughs> wherever you are, that's funny. Let's make it unsafe to hate. Unsafe to hate. Oh, yeah. Let's not even, like, make it... Boy. Do I need to be PC about that? Not at all. Not at all. Because I think Let's like... Make it uncomfortable to spread hate. Let's just not even make it a thing anymore, right? I don't we know. have to make it a thing till it's not a thing. But think about like where we're currently at in this fucking world in regards to like technology. Okay. And the way that you can see and hear and view so many different ideas, thoughts, and perspectives from all around the fucking world from all people, all races, all colors, and everything in between is right now readily available at your hands, okay. at your fingertips, right? That has to help in some way, shape, it or does. form. That has to help in some way, shape, or form. The problem is I think that we're all looking at the stuff that we want to look at, mm, okay. right? Maybe what could happen, this is a good idea, maybe you're... Ooh, think of how cool this would be. This is a thought that just popped into my head. Are we going to get a hair? I'll call it a pop thought. 
<laughs> what if the social media companies, what if your algorithms for your social media did not just continue to shovel things towards you that are in your wheelhouse and the things that you liked? What if they did the opposite? Okay. So what if the what if the algorithm switched? Because you know, like right now, if I go to YouTube, it's going to show me videos of shit that I've been watching already and stuff that I've already seen, and things and the same stuff that I'm searching out. So right now, I see a lot of guitar stuff in my YouTube feed, right? Because I'm constantly looking at YouTube stuff or guitar stuff. I see a lot of uh, Trevor Noah and related topics in regards to Trevor Noah. Um, I see a lot of UFC. Uh, so what if that algorithm that just continue to perpetuate the same stuff that I want to watch, what if it did the opposite? What if it sent me the opposite of what I'm watching? Right. Like so ballerinas it, instead of UFC, what are you going on here? Craig? I, well, think about like, instead of it just continuing to send me more clips of Trevor Noah, what if it sent me clips of Fox news? So what if that's what my feed was populated as? So I started to see the other side and what they're talking about. Now, hear me out. <laughs> I'm trying. I right? know you got a good point, but I'm like, mm. because I'm going to keep Trevor Noah in my feed. <laughs> you can keep Trevor Noah in your oh. feed and you can also just subscribe and go watch Trevor Noah. Yeah. But with all social media and the way that they work, they're propagating and sending you the same stuff over and over again so that yeah. you continue to like eat it up. Okay. So, so you want to, you want to, you want to hear what Fox has to say. It's not just that I want to hear what Fox okay. has to say. I want to, I want the people that are listening and watching Fox, mm -hmm. I want them to hear what Trevor Noah has to say. Oh, I definitely get that. Right. But I'm having a hard time swinging the other way. So we have to. I, but I, I know. I know. We have I know. to see the other side. We have to hear the other side. We have to talk to the other side. We have to start looking at the other side of the coin and the mm -hmm. other side of the situation mm -hmm. and trying to see it from those from that perspective and humanize everybody involved. Right. I agree. And so, so, so make everything an educational moment, like well, different points of view and opportunity to share your point of view. So interesting point of view. My point of view is this. Mm -hmm. No, I did not make that up. Right. So then we start to just think about things in a different way. I don't want Fox in my feed, though. I'm not willing to stretch that way. <laughs> <laughs> but think about just think about the way that those algorithms work. It's yeah. not like suddenly you only see Fox News. Yeah. You see other stuff, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just a thought. That's a thought. Maybe it's a simple thing that they, I'm sure it's probably not simple, but it probably is for them. Yeah. Is for yeah. them to just start switching those algorithms up so that you see the other side of the coin of whatever you're looking at rather than seeing the same thing. Because you get into those echo chambers yeah. where everything you're seeing is reiterating over and over and over again the same shit. So it's the same stuff with all these police officers where guaranteed their social media feed, their YouTube fucking channels, everything that mm -hmm. they're fucking watching is talking about how much police are being persecuted and how blue lives matter and how important they are and all these different things. That's all they're seeing across yeah. all their social media platforms. The reason I know that is because that's what mine used to look like. Yeah, I know. Right? I do. So rather than having all of that just continuing perpetually, you know, in all the ads that are coming up and stuff that you're not yeah. even paying attention to, what if we just flipped it yeah. and you got the other side? Yeah. Right? That's one way that they could mm. use their... Doses. Their platform. Yeah. They could use their ability. They could use their stuff and flip it and help. 
because yeah. that's part of the problem is we're not listening to the other side. We're not hearing yeah. what they have to say because we're stuck in the place that we're looking and we're not willing to look outside of that place. I guess I'm pretty stubborn here and I need to not be. I need to hear what you're saying. Um, the point of view that I come from is like the majority of things that we've heard has been Fox News essentially has been um, very much conformed to I guess the I don't know how to say it um, I don't know like it just seems like everything is from a white point of view and that's what the majority has been so like, how do we get that to quiet down a little bit and hear more? Listen to the, the other side. Yeah. yeah. To the black yeah, side. it's like that. But then that's like saying, this voice has been the loudest. And so I understand that that equal needs to come through the other side. But this voice has been the loudest. I think this voice just needs to be quiet for a moment. Yeah. And just take it in. So I'm being stubborn. In that, and like, no, I don't want to give, I don't want to give Fox News. I don't want to give, like, close-minded more of a platform when that's all they've had is a platform. I want them to just, like, shh, let's, let's actually learn. Let's learn. Let's get other points of view in. Yeah. So I see yours. I'm sorry. It's okay. No, we're like, very. We're not contentious. <laughs> but I like your point. I do like your point. Well, we need to see it from another point of view. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to do. Thank yeah. you. We still have a long way to go. We're doing our best. Um, actually, I don't think I've given up my best yet, but I'm getting there. Yeah. We're trying. This was on my list. Okay. Um, <laughs> a few days ago, Stephanie and I got high, and it was wonderful. We absolutely fucking loved it. We had a day of nonsense and laughing and giggling. And, oh, my gosh. That was my eye. Uh, I'm like. <laughs> struggling to, uh, you know talk and move but we had a wonderful day and during that day i dawned on me i don't know where the internet comes from do you remember me asking that you this was question during that time you're like but where does it come from yeah. and i'm like algorithms <laughs> you did not give my question like it's due where does but where does it come from yeah code you're algorithms. like computers it comes from <laughs> the computers and i'm like i don't think you understand what i'm saying and you're like algorithms and stuff <laughs> So that was on my list was to talk about where the internet comes from. Turns out it doesn't fucking matter because it's a stupid fucking question that you uh, come up with when you're fucking high. Yeah. You were trying to, you were like, the internet's hiding from us because you were trying to ask Google and it wasn't answering you. And you're like, what is happening here? It's hiding from us. It doesn't want us to know. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Google right now, stop listening or just. It's the end. Do this. Well, we're getting close. Um <laughs> Uh, Google, where does the internet come from? Not when did it come from, not when did it start, not what, but where does it come from? And see what you find. Because I think the internet is specifically hiding and does not want to know. It doesn't, the, the robots don't want us to know where they're coming from. Like in my mind, there's a building somewhere. In my mind, there's like a building somewhere with all these computers and that's where the internet comes from. And all the plugs all over the world, everywhere, in some way, shape, or form, end up running to this building. 
and plug into the internet at that building and then go out. I'm sure that's not what it is. I know for a fact that's probably not it, but in my mind, that's what it is. I don't know. And then the last thing that's on my list before. Are we going to go there? We're going to close out the episode. Yeah. Last night. Now. Go ahead. I think we need to give proper like love and respect before we obliterate the persona that has been given to us. Okay. By this legend. So last night. You're not giving him the well, proper. We're going to, okay. but we have to at least tell the people who we're talking about. Okay. So I wanted to give preface for what we were okay. talking about. Okay. Last night, okay. <laughs> Stephanie and I sat down and watched the current Netflix special that is available on Garth Brooks. Who we love. Who we absolutely his music. love. We love Garth Brooks and his music. Huge fans. Both of us. From long ago, back in the day, early on, can sing them all, have many, many albums. Garth was my first CD that I ever had when I first started getting CDs. So we're massive, huge fans of Garth Brooks. And this special that's on Netflix right now, and it (laughs) it was on some other, it was on TV at some point. I don't know where. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Because did you notice how everything was edited? Oh, so that's just your, that's your thoughts. No, it definitely was. It was like on CMT or something. It's a guess. Definitely was. Do you know for sure? 100%. Do you know for sure? Ask the internet. (laughs) Um, So it's a guess. Anyways. You might be right, but it's it's, still a guess. It's your theory. It's just a documentary on Garth. Mm -hmm. It tells about his life story, about coming up. It's a biography. 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 Yeah. It's not on Garth. Biography. And it also happens to star Garth in it. It says biography. Right? Oh, it's his biography. Oh, it's his biography. It's his made-up fucking world that he's created. So watch it. It's very fun. It's been well-documented if you go and listen to any uh, Your Mom's House with Tom Segura and <laughs> Christina P. They're big fans of Garth Brooks. Oh, God. And I they love, love trolling Garth. him. I and love his music. I didn't get that. Poor Trisha. <laughs> until I watched <laughs> this special. And he's crazy. He's totally crazy. And the labeling is not nice. No, he's crazy. <laughs> you and I talked about it. He's got a mental health issue. There, there was some. There was that point when I looked at you and said, "I hope I'm still a fan of his after this." <laughs> I was like, "What? What's happening?" So if you what? want, yeah, what's happening? If you want a good laugh, and if you did, wanna, we laugh. Uh, I laughed. At I some think we point. looked afraid. I think we were like, because it just kept the whole getting time. worse. Because everything is. They're a blessing and a curse. <laughs> Everything's a blessing and a curse. And sometimes when your wife talks, it's a blessing and a curse. I'm not saying that about you. <laughs> that was his example. It's a curse right now, let me tell you. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, if you watch it high, we weren't high, but we should no, have been. I don't know. We recommend watching know. it sober. I feel like. Watching it high. I feel like it depends. I feel like if you're kind of on the fence. Fences reference. Um, on Garth then you're good to watch it if you really really like him your perspective might change it might like take him down a notch or two you might be like oh yeah you might have a hard time listening to his music afterwards so you might not want to watch it like I warned my mom you don't want to watch it because Garth's a little changed for me now yeah it's a little little different now it's a little different (laughs) it's super fun go watch it it's streaming right now on Netflix at least here in the U.S. We only watched the first half, so yeah. maybe the second half he was like, ha, I gotcha. And then his normal, charming, fun-loving self that we have learned to love and see, that he seems like he's the most personable, connected, and interactive man. It's not the case. 
really comes out. Maybe he's just been punking us this whole first episode. And the second episode is when it's like, okay. Hold on, I'm going to do an impression of him. No. And then the second episode starts. And that's when things Different get camera real. shift. And then I have to talk Slow about it down. the super. New camera shift. And then. <laughs> Bring it home. <laughs> things get real. <laughs> Tear up. Tear up. Oh, wait, no. Garth, tell us about your dad. No. I, no, I can't. Okay, we're dicks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go watch it. It's fun. And uh, we're done. We got to do, I think we're going to do a fire tonight. Are we? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to? I don't know. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Uh, stay tuned. Episode 200 of the podcast is coming up, and we have some exciting things. Maybe. We do. Hopefully. Maybe. Hopefully. I don't we'll know. See. We'll Cross see. Cross our fingers. Okay, bye-bye. I love you, Steph. I love you. Shout out to, oh, shit. You don't want to go searching for evil. You just hope it's not there. My friend, lover, best friend, girl, sweetheart, talk now. They've always been in a position of power. Yeah, how did I not see these things? And it's, I think it's because I was choosing to not look.